Hello, Upright Citizens! Happy Holidays and Happy New Year to all of our lovers of the low end that are listening. I can't believe we're about to enter 2023, but before we do, we're going to take a moment to reflect back on a few of the brighter moments that we've had here on the Upright Citizens podcast this year. Ruben and I have had a great time talking about music, from advice on playing to gear and tech tools, as well as listening to some of our favorite recordings with you all. We've heard from you that y'all like our bassist spotlight segment, uh, where we covered Reginald Veal, Joe Martin, and Mark Johnson, as well as our piano and guitar trio gems episodes. So we'll definitely be doing more of those in the future. We're also quite fortunate to have some very special guests join us this year, from drummer Eric Harland to guitarist Bill Frizzell and the legendary bassist Dave Holland. So let's get this party started. We're going to begin with a clip from our very first episode of 2022 entitled Advice for Freelance Musicians. I really enjoyed this conversation with Ruben and he dropped some beautiful advice on us here about thinking forward and investing in yourself as an artist. Let's check it out. The first topic or the first bullet point in uh, in this conversation is to invest in yourself. Mm. All right, we're musicians, we're creative, people, we're artists, we like to just live in that realm. Sometimes discussions about money are really sensitive and, you know, not just with musicians, of course, but we got to talk about it. We have to talk about being financially okay. So self-employed individuals, we have to think about our own retirement savings in case something happens. So start saving now, you know, this is not financial advice. Of course, we're we're not that at all. <laughs> right. But I mean, think about it. If you need to set up a Roth or a traditional IRA, whatever that is, save up your savings account, get into investing, whatever that means to you, property, etc., whatever. That's a really important thing to be able to do uh, from any po- any point in your career. No uh, Ru- what do you? I, you have great advice on all of this. I know, Ruben. What What are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, you uh, know, investing in yourself. You, you You started out by saying, you know, you hear things from different people. You You know, we're on a journey, and hopefully, you take little you know nuggets from you know the different avenues that you know right? you you, mm-hmm. you start to walk down. And one of the people that I've been able to to be around, you know, for quite some years, um, the, the great Charles Lloyd, and I'm sure I've talked about mm. him before and maybe even said this before in, in, a, in a podcast um he had this saying he has this saying especially when i first met him endow your creativity endow, endow your, creativity. your creativity now early on i didn't quite get it i knew what it meant mm-hmm. I, you, know, you know but i didn't quite get it uh the, the 16 17 years ago um mm. uh, when he told me initially but uh, I kind of was on that path already. So it's just to, to sum it up, it's about seeking creative freedom, right? Creative freedom, mm. not financial freedom, but creative freedom. Uh, yeah. and, and it's about it's about having that vision, hopefully, early on. Or even if it doesn't mm. have to be early, it, whenever, just realizing where you want to be in your life, especially if you want to be a, a, a you know a musician, especially a creative musician, trying to do music that you want to do, whether it be your own music or playing with other people yeah. or whatever. Setting yourself up, yes. you know, to not have to worry about paying the mortgage, not have to worry about um, you know paying your light bill. I mean, all it, it's, it's it's this is a vast right. thing. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but. Just also set up your lifestyle in a way that you don't have to worry about um, having to endow your creativity in a, in, a, in a kind of way or set up your investments so that it's, you know, it's trying to, it has to uh, 
generate so much <laughs> income get it to work for, for you yeah to to that that yeah. you 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 live above your 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 your, your means and and mm-hmm. oh, you know, oh i have to do so much or i have to do so many gigs to um to to afford a certain kind of lifestyle but the biggest thing the, the end result I'm, I'm trying to get to is that you know when you when you're down your creative it, it, consistency is the key really no matter what uh-huh. age you are you are at you're right having that goal that vision in your mind saying that okay I got to do this on a consistent basis because the end result is that hopefully I'll be able to play the music I want. I don't have to accept that gig. I don't have to do this. I can do whatever I want. Right. And, and, and you know, as I'm saying, this is something definitely one of those nuggets that I think, I think um, plenty of musicians wish they had been told when they were like 15 years old, when they're 20 years old. For sure. So, you mm-hmm. know, just, just yeah. be mindful, be mindful of these kind of things now. And that, that consistency is very, is very um, important putting into your, your, your as, you, as you mentioned your, 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 you mean your, like on a on a on a on a monthly weekly I mean, basis like as often putting some of that money that you're yes, making putting it away be, whether it be making savings, sure it's working for it be you traditional uh you said you know in your iras in your investments go you know I, I i believe you know yeah. uh, in in having you know uh a portfolio of things. And diversity is important. Diversity. Too. There you go. A diversity. Sure. Don't put all your eggs in one bag. Exactly. Back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is not just. I'm not saying just with stocks and all that. I'm talking about in in, in life. Just spread it around mm-hmm. so that you can, um, you know, you can reap the benefits of of all your investments, whatever that is. All right. Yes, indeed. I love how you framed it too. And it just we'll get off this real quick. But uh, to your having artistic. Freedom right, right. as the goal instead of financial freedom as the goal. I think that's really important to mm-hmm. note, especially as creative people, no. that that is what we're that's what we're behind right. here. You know what no I mean? Doubt. So amazing. I love how Ruben shares the advice he received from the legendary Charles Lloyd there about endowing your creativity. I need to hear that more often. So next up, we're going to hear a clip from our navigating online advice episode. From Open Studios, great courses, all the way to random YouTube videos, there's no shortage of online musical advice, but what's legit? Let's listen back. Like I'm getting back. You're not going to get that from any yeah. online advice right. because it's usually just stuff's getting put out there. You don't get this feedback right. or any type of regimen catered to right. you from a teacher. And that's one of the bigger things that I, I notice missing mm. these days is, uh, you know, I've personally worked with uh, uh, junior high and high school students that uh, by the time I get to them, they can already play, you know, and I'm using air quotes, we're on Zoom so you can see them, but uh, all all the listeners, you know, they've learned a lot just from YouTube, but there's still this like barrier, Mm -hmm. you know, like they they haven't had direct feedback or any communication from from a person in real yeah. time in the same room mm-hmm. with them, and it's a big it's a big difference. And I so, think, but and going back, I, I think with go, that go ahead with that in mind, is that mm-hmm. also because they don't have that tutelage coming from someone who's probably more experienced, they're they're playing mainly probably with their peers, right? Mm-hmm. Who aren't going to say yeah. anything, right? Who sure. are maybe say right. something behind their backs? <laughs> they might. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> who, 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 you know, they want to stay in a certain kind of lane, keep it cool, so they're not trying to say anything. So that's not necessarily a great thing. I mean, hopefully, you have friends who actually be, can be, you know, painfully honest with you too. You know, and you and you can put your yeah. feelings to the side. But it, I would say most most uh, at least younger musicians don't have that. You know, in their lives, right? Definitely, if they, if they don't have definitely. A teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's such great advice there from Ruben. Clearly one of the best ways we can grow is by working with a teacher or a mentor, but it's a special thing when you find that teacher 
or mentor. It's not always easy, but we have to stay open and searching. So let's take a minute now to focus more inwardly and listen back to our episode titled Growth and Self-Judgment. Here we discuss positive and peaceful ways of being self-critical all while attempting to balance our awareness of where we are as musicians. Listen up. Point I, wanna, I think this is one of the most important uh, is mm. about looking in the mirror. Looking in the mirror, mm. having a healthy balance of humility and, and confidence. It, it's, it's so important. I think the musicians that revere had a, a healthy balance of both. You know, sure. having too much humility is like, okay, having too much confidence is like, eh. you know, having a good balance of both, I think, brings out a very honest person, honest, you know, just brings some humanity to, to your music, to the world, all of it. It's, it's just, uh, I think that's hopefully what we're trying to strive for and get to, to become a better musician, you know. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. You said it, you said the word humanity. Right. And that is that is it. I mean, it's always a balancing act because obviously we're up and down. Like that's part of life. We're up. We're in the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Having humility is very important so that you have perspective. And Definitely. Obviously, having confidence. Yes. Nobody, you know, it's 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 really hard to see somebody that's not confident. Right. Right. And not, you know, it, it's just, you know, we all know we all know folks like this in our lives. And we've all been like this, perhaps, too, in certain circumstances where you're not maybe not prepared, you're not confident or maybe you're over prepared and you're really like all up in your ego. I mean, perhaps I is mean, another way to put it. You know, I don't we know. Can bring it back to, as I said, we can share some stories. So just recently, I, I, yeah. I had some, some video that I saw of myself uh, mm. of a young Ruben and just brash and cocky and oh, I thought overconfident, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. overconfident. Mm -hmm. And but. I probably had some some things to back it up, um, and I don't think it was necessarily like I was like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, I was just being myself in the, in the, at that time, and uh, of course, yeah, growth and 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 some humility and looking back and realize I've grown into the more more seasoned me, right? But uh, yeah. it's funny, I I actually now, now I'm thinking about it. There was this young bassist that I I, I met maybe a couple months ago. He was actually a sweet guy really nice nurtured well-mannered dude and um mm -hmm. <clears throat> he had maybe too much confidence but ah. he didn't have the tools to back it up the confidence you know what i mean yep it mm, was it balance. was a very very interesting you know thing he had uh humility and confidence but he didn't have enough to musically to kind of like back mm. it up so as i it also comes to that Finding that balance is a journey also, right? It's not, for sure. it's not like, for sure. oh, you're just going to wake up and I have the balance. But just being cognizant of it and like just pulling, bobbing, weaving, pulling back, going forward, just trying to find that 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 sweet spot is very important. Well, you know, I think preceding all of this too is the desire. Obviously, you have to have the desire to get better and find this balance. Yes. But then being aware of like what you're saying, when you watch back these videos, if you didn't go back and watch, you wouldn't know right. because that event has already happened. Do yes. you know what I mean? But it gives you that perspective, like going to the next event no or the next playing situation mm -hmm. for it could be better or it could be worse too. Yes. Like if you're like, say for instance, and this is obviously not the case, but you get in your head and you're like, okay, that video, I sure don't want to come off that way again. Right. I'm going to be, I'm going to project this air of humility now. Mm -hmm. And it could go the, I could go the complete yes. other way, yes. you know, because we're in our heads about it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, some of the 
this little mantra that I, I, I use when I listen back to myself mm -hmm. or watch myself back on videos. Yeah, I make YouTube videos. We do this and it's always mm -hmm. hard. And of course, record and listen back and all that. It's still always hard for me personally, just because, mm -hmm. you know, I think to, to pro progress, mm -hmm. you have to be self-critical. Yeah, no. That's the opening statement, right? But being peaceful with yourself ah. is a mantra that I try to uh, approach any situation where I'm going to be self-critical mm -hmm. because I need to be self-critical. It has to happen. No so be peaceful with yourself when you're listening or watching back and take equal parts of what you like versus what you might want to improve mm. upon. Don't just, you know, don't just vibe on, oh, that was killing. I, I you know, I nailed that. Of course, that's good. Uh, uh, you know, bring that into the fold. Do, a very human thing to do to, to, to totally. accentuate the yeah. good or at least what's good to you. <laughs> right totally and, totally and, and, but in the equal parts you know don't equal, don't uh, don't go too far the right, other way right exactly <laughs> oh you go that find that middle ground <laughs> yeah tough yeah find that middle ground indeed on upright citizens we talk a fair amount about bringing our humanity to our playing over mainly talking about technique and stuff like that and we were delighted to hear the legendary dave holland speak to this directly not gonna lie, both of us were a little starstruck to be blessed with the presence of one of our biggest bass heroes. And it was undoubtedly an experience I'll never forget. Maestro Holland shared so openly on many topics. So what we have coming up is a mini compilation of some of our favorite clips from the interview with him. I'm just gonna let these speak for themselves. Here we go. You know, these kind of challenges that you face as a musician and the realization that there's work you have to do on yourself. Mm as well as work on the instrument in order to become who you can become or try to anyway. I mean, I've got a long way to go myself still, but you know that if you're, if you have selfish aspects to your personality, that sometimes comes out in the music, Hello. Mm. you know? And so if you want to try and get to the real core of the matter, you've got to clear through a lot of mess you know, a lot of junk that you're probably carrying around with you. Mm -hmm. And I still got a lot to clear out. But, yeah, Dick. We all you do. know, the thing yeah. is that I think music has helped me a great deal in looking in the mirror and figuring out what it is I need to do next to try and sort myself out. Mm. And yeah. it helped me be a better musician. But in, in doing that, trying to find a way to be a better person in some ways. Yeah. Well, you know, we're playing, we're telling a story, and that story is coming from our feelings and our experience. And you, you want that story to represent something meaningful to you. And in order to do that, you have to reach down into that part of yourself that is kind of um, part of the universe. Yeah. You know, you spoke earlier about your influences of uh, Oscar Pettiford, Leroy Vinegar, Charles Mingus, especially. Yeah. Uh, did they directly inspire you to become a band leader or was it something else? Yeah, I mean, of course, that was all inspiration. You know, to me, there's some inherent problems with leading from the base mm. in a group. Um, mm. For one thing is that you are very dependent on having the right people in the band. If you're a horn player <laughs> and you're doing a single, you know, you can sometimes have a rhythm section that's maybe not the greatest rhythm section, but you can still get your thing happening. You know? right, 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 right. But if you're a bass player and the horn players aren't taking care of business, forget it, you know. 
it's so, so a this lot is, on your lot on your shoulders. <laughs> lot on my shoulders, you know. And you you know you look at Mingus's band, you know he had such great players in there and people knew what to do. Um, I didn't want to pursue uh, Mingus's style of band leading particularly, uh, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. But it had its moments. But mm. um, he wrote some music which really pointed the direction of mm. where he wanted to see the music go, but relied on the musicians in the band to really uh, interpret it. Jackie Bayer and Eric, uh, Eric Dolphy, you know, these great players that he had um, with, with the group, Danny Richmond. So, so, um, so that that's the other thing, and of course, uh, finding the right players means people that can take responsibility, can understand what you're what's trying to happen with the music. You know, I also really wanted people who could write as well because I wanted that influence in the band as well. I wanted some other perspectives mm -hmm. on the composition side of things. You know, music opened up. A new world of feelings, a new way, world of thought. It led me to examine not just musical things, but other things mm. that fed the music, mm. and yeah. that fed my own personal um, education as a as a human being. You know, and uh, yeah. I mean, not to make too much of it, but you know, I think one of the keys to staying engaged is keeping that curiosity and and you know i've i've and wanting to know about things i mean all kinds of things yeah. I, I was just watching a netflix documentary about the brain last night mm. man i was like totally fascinated and it was talking about the different centers and wow. what engages in what and i was like oh my goodness this is incredible you know i think the stimulation i get from music as 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 um gone over into other aspects of my life and influenced it you know I think so. your early days with ronnie at ronnie scott's you were playing with folks like ben webster legendary like coleman hawkins folks like that right so it must have just been a, a completely um electric environment I, I can't imagine what life must have been like at that point yeah life was good what can i tell you <laughs> It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. let me just give you, I'll give you a quick picture. You know, there, there was two Ronnie Scott clubs at that time. Okay. There was the old place, which was where he had this club originally in the 50s until 1964 or 5. Wow. And then he moved locations to the current location on Frith Street. Mm. The old club had some time left on its lease. And Ronnie being Ronnie decided to invite the young musicians in London hmm. to use that club as their venue. Wow. And we yep. had to rehearse wow. in any time we wanted. We'd do gigs seven nights a week. We had matinees sometimes on Sunday. That's amazing. We'd close the club up at 2 o'clock in the morning, shut the doors, and have jam sessions until the sun came up. Yes. Wow. Uh, you know, people would come in. I, I met Jack there, Jack DeJanet, for the first time. He had heard wow. that there was a late night jam session going on there. He was wow. in town with Charles Lloyd. Mm. And I'm on stage. I, you know, I, I used to play with my eyes closed in those days. I had my eyes closed playing. And there's another drummer, Alan Jackson, his name was, for playing drums. And suddenly I heard something change on the drums. And I opened my eyes, and Jack was sitting there. <laughs> in it. Wow. In it. And, 
Wow. Like, oh boy. And right from the beginning, it just felt perfect. It just Hello. felt so right, you know. And um, first downbeat, you know. <laughs> first downbeat, I tell you. And we, you know, that was the beginning of it, really. What are two things you think that may not be bass related that has contributed to your longevity in this music? Is there is there two things you can say off the top of your head? Well, I think the first thing I think about is my love of music, you know. Um, you know, I started playing ukulele when I was five, and music has been my companion ever since. And I can't imagine, well, I can imagine life without it, I guess, as I get older, but because you think about these things. But um, as long as I'm able to play, that's what I'm going to be doing, you know. So yeah. that's the first thing. And... My curiosity, I think, is the other thing. Wow. You know, I'm so interested in music, and if I hear something I haven't heard before that catches my attention, I want to know what it is, and I want to find out. Just incredible. Now be sure to go hear the whole conversation if you haven't already. It's just so inspiring to hear Dave Holland, who moves us so deeply with his music and his bass, uh, share his thoughts so openly. Thank you again, Maestro. So moving on. Another of Ruben and I's favorite musicians in the world, the great guitarist Bill Frizzell, who everybody loves, honestly, right, was gracious enough to spend some time talking with us as well this year. He shared some incredible stories about uh, fellow musicians Ron Miles and Thomas Morgan, as well as voicing his own perspective on making mistakes and letting go in order for the music to blossom. Let's listen. After that happened that night, I said, oh man, sorry, I you know, messed up that form or whatever. I said, I learned I'm not going to mess it up next time. And then you told me the story about, you know, not carrying these things with you, you know. <laughs> All right. Hmm. A story that was, was given to me by the great Charles Lloyd, actually, you know. You know like, I'm like, okay, well, but, I, I'm, I can't believe I, I gave that to you. but No, yeah. no, I mean, mm -hmm. we don't have to. Wow. But, but the thing about, okay, we made a mistake. Let's just move on from there and mm -hmm. be where we are mm -hmm. right now. And, mm -hmm. and that has to happen. I mean, that really has to happen moment to moment in the music right. for the music to take off. Right. Know? But no, no, I mean, that thing about not not mm. keeping score, yeah, that, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. Right. So that mm. when you, I mean, it's, it's not just about bass, but it's about music in general. If, right. You, you know, you're not um, where you feel safe to make a mistake there you go because when you make a mistake sometimes those are the best things that happen all night right right and that's where you learn is being mm -hmm. able to make a mistake and so one of our favorite sign-off questions for our guests is to kind of put them on the spot and ask what is something that our listeners might be surprised to know about them in 2021 when we had the great larry grenadier on as a guest he shared that he was a big fan of bass legend stanley clark Interesting. So we posed the same question to Bill Frizzell, and here's what he had to say. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap this up, and uh, we always like to end our interviews or our you know friendly conversations with great folks with uh, this question. This one question. Uh oh, this is going to be hard. What is something that our listeners would be very surprised to hear about, Mr. Bill Frizzell? About me? About you. 
I mean, if you want to divulge this, I don't know. You know, um, or be something that you know that we might not know. I mean, you keep keep it G rated. I mean, but uh, <laughs> oh, or not. Well, I'll give you an example of something that we we found out from the great Larry Grenadier when we had him on the show. I was just show. thinking this. Yeah, he divulged to us that he's incredible, like one of the biggest fans of Stanley Clark. Like he okay. frees and listens oh, to yeah. Stanley Clark all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, it, it shouldn't be surprising, but being that Larry style is much different than, yeah, yeah. than Stanley Clark, that is like wow. I love I love that fact. So that's I'm just giving you giving you insight on I mean, what, what's been told to us. I'm before. trying to think <laughs> of a. I don't know if I could say anything. Musically, you know, because it doesn't cause, have to be musical. Because the music, I, you know, yeah, yeah, I right. love Stanley Clark too. <laughs> but and I, and I, I love. I mean, some of the people that I really, really love. I can't come anywhere close to you know, like right. John McLaughlin, like right, right, right. superhero god, you know. Who, by the way, was just like jeweling all over. Um, Bill, when we were at breakfast, I was like, I was like, hey, hey, John. He's like, please move. I'm talking to Bill. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture. I like, saw a picture of that. Yeah, uh, on what? on Insta. I saw a picture of that on Instagram. I oh, think, did you? Or on Twitter. So, you, I mean, you know, yeah, y'all sitting together. Not a, everybody knows that anyway. I'm trying to think of something that somebody might not know. Uh, Why well, it doesn't have to be music? What else? What uh, else is What else see. is Bill about? Tell well, me. Tell, tell us about that. Um, well, I I I had a I had a question, and maybe it would relate to this some somewhat. Um, and it, it had to do with you have um, in some song titles and some albums that you've put out, you have references to like visual artists like the Gerhard Richter, Richter or the Richter album. And then you have a composition entitled Winslow Homer. And I was curious and I, I didn't want to overstep or at, you know ask too much, but I was curious if you have a deep affinity to visual art. Well, painting, yeah, I sculpture. mean, that where I it sort of connects me to when I was a little kid like i would draw mm. rocket ships or yeah cars or monsters or <laughs> and that yeah. i i love that feeling like just with a pencil i mean i don't really do it i kind of mess around sometimes but i don't it's not like any i don't spend that much time with it but just the memory of that mm. connects me it's so close to music like the mm. I, it, I think it's coming from the same place like the way a line would the way it activates your imagination you know mm. you draw a line and then oh I wonder if I stick another line there right. it'll it, oh, it yeah. starts to look like a face, and then I'll put a little mm. dot, and then there's an eyeball, and oh, wow, this looks like some weird space alien. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it gets you, it's, it brings me back to when my imagination was brand new, sort right. of, and yeah. to me, it's, it's absolutely connected to what I'm trying to be at with mm when I'm playing right, right so it's wow and it's not like some people say you know because some people actually see colors or shapes when they're 
playing or, or when they're listening. Sure. Uh, I don't, that doesn't really happen for me. It's like music is some whole other thing, but I really feel like it's whatever that is within us that makes us want to mm-hmm. go to the next, right, right, right. find the next place. It's mm-hmm. coming from the same place. So it's somehow that helps me. You know, I, I really want to be in that state where you're surprised all the time or where you're hearing something. For the- it's just fascinating to hear that from somebody that we've been listening to all these years. Thank you again, Maestro Fitzell, for joining us this year. Well, here we are at the end of this 2022 Upright Citizens Retrospective. We've had a great time making this podcast, and Ruben and I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners as well as a super big thank you to our sponsor, Open Studio. Uh, Go check out Ruben and I's courses over at openstudiojazz.com. You can also find courses by the legendary Christian McBride and maestro Ron Carter. We hope you all have a wonderful and peaceful holiday and new year, and we both look forward to hanging with you again in 2023. And until then, peace.